fuck out of here, boy. Get that weak shit out of here. And the rebound pulled down, and Dennis Rodman goes out of bounds trying to get it. And he hits the ball, and he's hollering at the photographer. He's mad at that guy. Got, well, what happened? Raymond Green running around the floor. It, it appears they haven't announced it yet. James Williams called him out. And Steve Kerr's reaction. Yep, he's going Williams. back to the locker room. Yeah. Wow, that is a huge call. What up, peeps? Episode two of 60 Minutes of Hell. That's right, we've made it past one episode. It's your boy, Zach, and we got Craig up in here, and we have had an eventful week. NBA Finals, games three and four, and uh, a lot going on in those finals. And from the recommendation of one of my buddies, he recommended that we talk about the Draymond Green and Dennis Rodman comparisons that have been going around, especially this last week. And I think it's an interesting topic. I think it's an interesting argument. And Craig and I are going to jump into that. And that's going to take up the majority of our show. Uh, But before we jump into anything, I just want to say thank you for everybody tuning in to episode one. Pretty incredible. We uh, nearly had a thousand and a thousand listens in episode one, which, which is pretty, pretty incredible for, you know, Craig and I just putting this together last minute. So just want to thank all of you. Leave a five-star and a comment that helps us out and share with a friend. Uh, but before we get into the Draymond and Dennis Rodman comparisons, let's talk NBA Finals. Uh, Craig, I know you got a lot to say about this. Uh, what are your thoughts on games uh, three and four? I mean, I feel like it's been up and down. Like, it's been the kind of series that I think we both thought it was going to be. Um, it hasn't been great basketball. Uh, it's been kind of... I mean, especially on the Warriors' side, it's been pretty sloppy. Um, I know that there's been, you know, I mean, Steph's been incredible, which, you know, is great because all the people that are saying that Steph never performed in the finals, maybe they'll shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but, like, Steph's been doing it by himself pretty much. Uh, it, Clay has been terrible. Um, Draymond has been fucking abysmal. Um Wiggins has played well. Looney's yeah. played well. Um, getting Gary Payton the second back is huge for them because he's just another dude that can go in there and, and play good defense. But I don't feel like either team has played very well. Like uh, they've played well in spurts, but they haven't played – like neither team has played a full game well to this point. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And Gary Payton the second is definitely an X factor for me. And I thought they would, I thought we'd see more of Kaminga. We haven't really seen Kaminga, and I thought that he might kind of, yeah, I think he's played a total of like seven minutes or something. And I thought that he would be uh, kind of a a matchup nightmare for Boston with his athleticism and his strength and his fearlessness to go go in and just go get a bucket. So I thought we'd see more of him, which we haven't, but. You know, as a Boston fan, I've been really frustrated with Boston because they looked real good to start off the halves in pretty much all the games. And then they're all—they're almost like the dumbest and the smartest team all in one. And I think a lot of it might have to do with their playmakers. Like Marcus Smart obviously brings you a lot of value, but at the same time, he's such a high-risk, high-reward type guy, and there's no in-between. Like you just never know what you're going to get, like, one minute he's out there making good plays, posting up Steph and playing smart and diving on loose balls and, you know, getting those second chance possessions. And the next play he's just out there 
know, jacking up threes, looking like Reptar. And it's kind of just one of those things where, you know, Boston, I felt, shot themselves out of the game. There's a possession where they're down three and they just kept jacking up threes rather than just getting them easy, too. Like, all, all you have to do is post up Steph. Like, Steph can't guard fucking anybody. And instead, they just kept settling, I feel like, and just the dumbass turnovers and the, the contest. They just kept taking contested long twos, it seemed like, or, or long threes. And I was just really upset about that. I feel like the Celtics gave away that game more than the Warriors won game four, in my opinion. So um, to go back to your Steph on defense thing, he is not as bad as people think that he is. Like, he's right. not great, but, I mean, everybody – it when they played the Grizzlies, everybody's all about John Morant. John Morant's a fucking terrible defender. He's awful. Like, he can't guard anybody. Then you go to the next series, Mavericks. Luka couldn't guard his own fucking shadow. Like, he's, he's awful on defense. Um, Steph has gotten way better. You know who has actually been, statistics-wise, the worst defender on the Warriors this series? Draymond. Like he's every time they get matchups with him, it's I just I just don't know what like he's a great team defender. He always has been, but his individual defense has been like it's been the the X factor for a long a long time. That's why they could have done the that's why they did the death lineups, you know, because he could play bigger, he could play smaller, they could just switch everything, and it's just I just don't know. I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, he should stop podcasting and he's doing that too much. But like, I just don't know what he's been doing this whole series. Like, I just don't get it. And like, he's never going to score. I mean, you get 10 points from him. Great. Like, that's perfect. But like three points, two points, fucking two points and six fouls in game three. Like what? Like, I just don't, I don't recognize that guy at all. And thank God. For Andrew Wiggins. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's the unsung hero for the Warriors. I mean, it, it, Steph has been carrying, but holy shit, man, he plays defense on the best player. They don't switch. He's fighting through a million screens with Tatum, and then last night he gets what sixteen rebounds, seventeen rebounds, like something crazy like that. Yeah, the dude is just playing his ass off, and I mean, I. I hope the Warriors win no matter what, but I really hope they win just so that he can kind of get his get his flowers in like real time because I mean the dude is everybody thought he was a joke. Oh yeah. LeBron traded him for Kevin Love, like you know, Jimmy Butler bitched him in Minnesota, like basically called him trash like to his face and like was beating him with backups. Yeah. And like once he came to the Warriors, everybody's like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, why make that trade for D'Angelo Russell and him? And, dude, he's just – he fits so well in this system. He's like Harrison Barnes on – like, he's like an A-plus Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Like, he does – he fits that role perfectly. And, like, playing Tatum is crazy. And, like, how you were saying they get a lot of, like, long twos, there was – I think it was the first two games. They got, like – Boston had only, like, 14 shots at the rim. Like, yeah, not makes just shots like they were like nine for 14 or something like that. Like they just if if they get so lazy sometimes and just turn into a jump shooting team, especially Jalen Brown, because he can't really dribble that well. Yeah, 
but like he'll take some stupid ass and smart take some of the dumbest fucking shots yeah i mean smart with those super long threes with i mean 12 seconds into the shot clock it's just like what the fuck are we doing you know and i feel like you're right like let me be clear you're right on step he's not as bad as a defender as people think he is but what i mean is in this series it's a bad matchup all across the board because you got five dudes on the court that can post his ass up and like when marcus smart was posting up curry in game three i mean curry was like hovered over because he's in so much pain and exhaustion from trying to guard him down there because he's built like a fucking linebacker and it's like if smart would just do that and if there's a switch if like Jalen brown or tatum would just go do that they would have so much more success but instead they just keep swinging it around and take these long contested threes and it's just very frustrating to watch it's like they're so smart on defense and then so dumb on offense sometimes you know and it's like they're so skilled that sometimes they can get away with it, like Jalen Brown, Tatum. But then as soon as they go cold, I mean, their whole fucking team goes cold. No. So but very frustrating. And with Draymond, he has slowed down a lot, man. Like he used to be an elite defender, but he's become a liability for the Warriors, I think. Like, I mean, they couldn't even really play him in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And they had Looney until like, what, like two minutes? Yeah, I, and Looney played great. He set some great screens. And, like, look, Draymond got a lot of credit for the screens. And, look, I, the officiating is great. Like, the Celtics did not lose this game on the officiating. I want to make that very clear. But can we please call a fucking moving screen or a legal screen on Draymond at least one time? Like, he sets a screen like you teach high school girls to set a screen with, like, his hands over his chest. Like, he doesn't even cover his dick. He's, like, the only player in the NBA that doesn't cover his dick on a screen. And he he always extends his feet are always moving. And like, I don't know if you know this, he actually practiced with Michigan State with their football team when he's in college. So like the jokes about him, like blocking dudes instead of setting screens, it's like legit. Like those are like legit football blocks that he like fucking learned in college, the way that he's setting these screens. And it's just driving me nuts. Like Looney screens are great. Draymond's at some point, they got to fucking call him. So with the screens, the thing that, the thing that drives me nuts about the switching in the NBA is like you don't really even have to make good contact on a screen and they just switch. Like so the Celtics will switch everything. Just yeah. like if the screen is in the vicinity, they're switching it. And it just it just bugs me like watching that kind of like I understand it, but like if it if there's nothing there, like why why switch that? Yeah. If you if you don't have to fight, why even why worry about it? Why put yourself in a bad situation? And yeah, I mean Draymond Draymond learned from the Andrew Bogut school of screening. Like, <laughs> like it's just some of them are ridiculous. But I mean, you watch watch everybody in the NBA. Nobody sets a good screen. Like Looney's even moving. Like all of them are fucking moving all the time. Like that. It's like the traveling thing. Like, you can find a travel almost every possession because they just never call it. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, you're right on that. But, I mean, with, with him, I mean. Raymond's, yeah, he's blatant. Yeah, I mean, he makes it so obvious. I mean, he's literally just walking and extending arms. And I feel like the NBA almost just – like, the, when I watch it, I legitimately feel bad for him. It's like when you play City League and you you watch a guy that's been really good for like five years and all of a sudden he's a little bit fatter. That's how I view Draymond now, just very slowed down and it's just kind of 
not so much tough like he kind of used to be but a lot more like dirty now because that's like what he has to like revolve to now at this stage of his career it's a little bit sad sad in my opinion i think he has a big game five i'm actually gonna go out and say that i think he has a big game five he better man he he and i hope the body does because and so the thing the thing i think that's been happening in this series so like game one You've got the Celtics hitting every fucking three known to man. You got Al Horford going six for eight. You got Smart going, you know, five for seven or whatever it was. And that was 100% a game plan thing for the Warriors. I mean, if you watch that first game again, they weren't even closing out on threes, really. Like yeah. if it was Smart, if it was Smart, White, and kind of Horford, um, like they weren't even getting, they weren't even trying to get a hand up. They were just packing the paint and saying, okay, go ahead, shoot. And they hit a bunch of shots. Game yep. two, they missed a bunch of shots. Game three, again, those guys were hitting shots. Game four, missing shots. So it was like Tatum and Brown. And I think that the Warriors are kind of, like they said, like 2015 vibes, like the other day. But I think it's more of like when the Warriors played, I guess that would be 2015, when it was Kyrie and LeBron on the Cavs. And Kyrie and LeBron were combined for, like, 90 points every game. They were just fucking like – it was, like, 40 apiece every single game. But everybody else did nothing. Like, they didn't do shit. And I think that's kind of how you have to play this Celtics team is, like, Tatum's going to get his. Brown's going to get his. Everybody else can't do it. Like, you can't – like, you you can have maybe one more guy, but, like, it can't be, like, Derek White going – five for eight from three and getting you 20 points. Yeah, or Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard can't have 30. Like, you know, it just – it you can – you know, Tatum can get 30. Fucking Brown can get 30. But you got to cut everybody else off. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. And, you know, I I felt like game four was a must win for both teams. Like, I felt whoever won game four is going to win the series, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think like two more games in Golden State, that's tough for Boston because if there's a game seven, I mean, that game seven's in Golden State. And uh, that's a little bit terrifying as a Boston you know fan. What, you know what that win for the Warriors meant though, right? The real, the real story that should come out of that game? That Draymond's podcast is going to get five stars? Well, that. But that means we got a guaranteed game six clay is coming. <laughs> It's fucking coming, dude. Game six, Clay, I think is my favorite basketball player of all time. Yeah. No, I mean, he is he is known for those game sixes. And, you know, look, he's experienced. He's going to come out ready to play, whether it's on offense or defense. Like, that's the one thing I love about defense. You play good defense, you can't have a bad game. You can have a bad dude, shooting night, but you can't have a bad game. so bad for Clay. Yeah. Like, he's just – like – I hope the next year he kind of comes back and has after like a full off season and like being able to like actually be healthy. But God, man, he just defensively, he's just so much slower because he can't, I mean, you fuck up your Achilles and your ACL in the same leg. Like he just can't, he just doesn't have the lateral quickness that he had. I mean, he was, when he, before he got injured, he was probably the best two-way guy in the league. Oh, yeah, and that's why this Wiggins pickup in Kaminga and Peyton, the second, are so big for the Warriors because both him and Draymond are visibly slower on defense. And, I don't know, Clay just needs to ditch the headband. That shot will start falling again. You know, He's got the Jackie Moon going for sure. 
Yeah, it's disgusting. It reminds me of that early 2000s Derek Fisher headband over that year look, but just reminds me, reminds me of you. <laughs> I looked fantastic with the headband, though. Yeah, you did. You I rocked mean, the shit out of that. Headband. Let's get real. And I wore a blue one, so it brought out my eyes. But... <laughs> yeah, <you> <laughs> uh, but one thing I wanted to point out, um, I don't know if you really saw this on social media but curry's parents were at the game each with a different significant (laughs) other did you see this Uh, yeah i saw this okay yeah so del curry was spotted with another woman obviously they're divorced so it's not anything crazy but the the bar i was at went wild when they saw del curry with with this woman the the bar was louder when they saw that than it was any curry three or any big moment of the warriors game and then the funny thing about that was that Curry's mom was also seen with another man. And the big joke on social media was, wow, the two significant others that Curry's parents are with actually look like they would have been perfect together. And just happens to turn out that they actually were married at one point. So I got to ask, what do you make of that? I mean, is this like a swingers type deal? Is this maybe like a revenge thing at Dell? Like, I don't it's it's bizarre man <laughs> it's bizarre so so uh so Sonia Curry Steph's mom I guess cheated on Dell with this dude yeah so I don't know if Dell was just like okay like sweet I'm gonna, but guess what I'm gonna take I'm gonna take his ex, and now we're we're together, dude. I felt I, I felt so bad for the, like everybody's everybody's like everybody's like imagine going from Sonny Curry to like this mid looking bitch. I'm like God <laughs> damn, dude. Like, can you imagine like just showing up to like a finals game and just everybody just fucking roasting you like yeah. just for being there? Like, it wasn't like she was like doing anything, or she's just. She's just there, and then you know, I I don't know, man. It was just, it's so weird. It was so weird. Like yeah, once, yeah, yeah. Boston fans are so mean, though. Oh, dude, <laughs> I can't even imagine what it was like in the actual arena. Holy shit! Like, it, thank God they didn't know about this before the game started. They better not fucking go to Game Six. Oh well, I mean, they're gonna have to go to Game Six. I'm ta- I'm saying that significant others should just stay the fuck away. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Dale, Dale should be in a box, and <laughs> Sonya should be in a box, and they should not be. They should not be among Gen Pop because they're just gonna get fucking roasted. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's such a bizarre thing. And Seth, I mean Seth is just sitting there with like a. It looks like he's stoned out of his mind, just sitting there like <laughs> just smiling. Sure like, yeah, I just. But- it, fame it, is so weird fame is so weird dude like yeah it's just weird man like how it turns people into just weirdos i know i know like out of all out of all the people in the world those two find each other you know you know weird. what i mean clearly some sort of revenge shit going on there to make somebody jealous or make somebody piss or get some sort of attention and that's okay. clearly what it is yeah dude like even even looking back like like when Steph was going through his run in Davidson, like that was kind of when everybody was like, damn, like Steph Murray's mom mom is kind of hot, like cool. And like, it's just like, I mean, all this stuff with Steph's wife, like 
saying weird shit like she wishes that guys would hit on her more like it's just weird man like what what the fuck like like what are you talking about what are you talking about yeah like i just i don't know man i i'm so glad that i'm not famous because like well wait well wait till this episode drops and yeah dude i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna shave my head and like run butt naked through a Publix or something if you shave your head you look like toby from this is us <laughs> never seen this is us but i'm sure toby's a handsome guy he, he definitely is um i one thing i want to say before we get to um before we get to the draymond versus dennis rodman shit is draymond's been getting a lot of shit for podcasting and i just think it's the stupidest thing to target him for that like who the fuck cares if he podcasts because i mean pro athletes like nba players they have lives outside of basketball like you don't just play basketball train go to practice play the game go to bed same thing like you're not fucking marinovich you know like you like these people have lives so it's, it's for him to like podcast like yeah i mean i guess you could argue maybe don't podcast about the game or talk about your opponent or you know shit like that but like even I just don't see the big deal with it. Like people got to live. Like, what do you, are you not allowed to read books? Are you not allowed to build Legos? Like why the fuck can't he podcast? You know what I mean? So as much of a Celtic fan as I am, I've got no problem with the podcasting, but if he's going to start talking about games and other players and say, fuck you, Boston, like I am surprised that fines aren't being thrown out. Well, so, I mean, yeah, he's, I don't think that they're ever going to stop him from saying whatever he wants to. And he even said like, you know, go ahead and find me like he's got more money than he knows what to do with so he'll be you know whatever but like the one that the one that made me laugh so hard was before game three when he was doing his podcast and then you know Celtics came out and won and they're like well it's because Draymond was saying all this stuff on his podcast and the Celtics (laughs) heard that and then they figured out like that just shows me that people don't know what the fuck they're talking about because you don't think that the Celtics have, uh, I don't know, 7,000 scouts going through every single game, every single second of every game, like coaching staff looking at it and like analyzing and being like, how do we beat? Like, if you think right. that Draymond is saying some out, like all the strategy on this podcast, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like, no that's not that has nothing to do with anything and i'm glad so i know we talked about it in the in the last episode jj reddick is actually growing on me now because because and this is why because all this bob cousy you apologize bob cousy no that's expect that's another reason why i like him even more now (laughs) um but uh no, because all this time, like, you get all these guys like Stephen A. You get Skip – Stephen A is a little bit better. But, like, Skip Bayless doesn't know a fucking thing about yeah. basketball. He's got one thing. The only thing is LeBron is the worst. So that just shows you that he knows nothing about basketball. The frozen like, ones. Yeah, dude. Like, so Stephen <laughs> A is start, starting to say all this shit. And J.J. Redick is, like, shutting him down, like – trying to give stats and CJ McCollum was on with JJ Redick and they're trying to give stats and Mike Greenberg's like, well, what about Steph Curry? And like, they're like, no, like we're trying to tell you what is happening in these games. Like we're trying to explain it to you so that you stop fucking talking about things that don't matter. Like, yeah, Steph Curry's legacy quote unquote is on the line. Like, no, it's not. 
No, it's fucking not. Yeah. He's already, his legacy's already built. Yeah, dude. If you can't see that this dude is amazing already, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you're fucking like, Jason, idiot. You can't see it. Yeah, Jason Tatum. They're like, well, he needs this. No, he doesn't. He's 6'10 and can shoot threes and dribble and fucking take dudes to the rack and play great defense. Like, yeah. he's going to be fine. He's going to be a 10, 12, 14-time All-Star. He, everybody can see that. Yeah, like it just it doesn't it doesn't matter all these little bullshit talking points, and I think it's just so. I think it's good for guys like JJ Redick and Pat Beverly and CJ McCollum to get on these shows and be like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, no, this is not. This doesn't matter. Yeah, like it just doesn't. Like in the in the grand scheme of things, this does not matter. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It also would be good if. JJ Reddick watched a 1950s Boston Celtics game and God, dude, that sounds like fucking torture. <laughs> yeah, for him. Um, anyways, we'll <laughs> we'll move on to the Draymond versus Dennis Rodman conversation because there's been a lot of discussion about those two being similar and people comparing, which I feel like is a little bit foolish. But since everyone's comparing, I think we will. And I don't. Look, I'm not trying to compare who's the better player or stats. I'm not trying to really do that. I'm really trying to compare who's the best at playing their role. I think that's, like, what's most important because I feel like they do have similar roles. And, I mean, we're going to talk about stats too, of course, but that's really what I'm going to mainly focus on. So, um, they've both been compared. Um, I want to know, like – who is more important to their teams? Like, do you think that there's a guy that's more important to their teams? Do you think that there's a guy that has a better image or are they just system guys? So we're going to kind of start. And I'm just going to talk about a couple similarities before I ask you the first question, but they're both second round picks, uh, both at least two time NBA all-stars, both NBA championship, uh, both NBA champions, both defensive player of the years, both all defensive teams, both considered bad boys of their era both considered enforcers and team defensive stoppers. They both draw a lot of attention to the media off the court and both a little unpredictable and loose cannons. Um, one thing I want to point out about Rodman is I felt like he should have made some all-star teams when he's in Chicago in those three years, he led the league in rebounds, deserved to make it over Vin Baker, Leitner, Jason Williams, Jawan Howard, those guys, I feel at least one of those dudes. So that's a little bit absurd to me, but, I want to ask you who's the who's the best at playing their specific role. Like out of those two, who would you pick at who's better at playing their role? Our sixty minutes of hell starts now. I would say Draymond. Really? Okay. And why? Because Draymond, there's not a lot of guys now that a can do what he can do, or b would want to do what he does. So I would say Draymond is better at his role than Rodman. Because he does, he does a lot more, and he does a lot that is kind of like the less sexy stuff. I know that Rodman did it, but there are a lot of guys in Rodman's era that did that. Like, you could substitute, like, a bunch of dudes for Rodman in that spot, and they probably wouldn't do as well, but they would fill that role. Right now, I don't really – I can't really think of anybody that does what Draymond does. Like, he doesn't have to score to be – a good part of the, the offense. He basically is the defensive captain. Like he runs the whole defense runs through him in Chicago. It was Scotty. It was Michael, you know, Rodman. You had Ron Harper. 
you know, you had pretty smart big like Luke Longley and like Bill Cartwright and stuff like that. So it wasn't like, you know, you didn't have a ton of talent behind him, you know, with the center, but you had guys that were smart enough to where they would know where to be. And um, I just, I feel like Draymond is a more, he's, I don't want to say more skilled, but like he just does things in a better way than Rodman did on those Bulls teams. You know, I'm about to lose my fucking mind, right? Um, here, it's easily Dennis, in my opinion. Oh, I mean, my God. I didn't, I didn't know we were going to do this. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to me, and I'll tell you why. I mean, he's arguably the oh, best rebounder of all time, or at least in the conversation. I mean, Rodman was the best at his role at what he did at all times. Rebounding, defense, getting you extra possessions. And, I mean, he got the head of the opposing player without being dirty. And there's, there was actual strategy involved rather than anger, frustration, and rage towards players when he did that, like Draymond does. Uh, he was annoying, physical, and weird. Never tried to actually hurt dudes. Um, I watched Draymond, and he legitimately, like, tries to hurt dudes. Like, kitchen. Dude, Dennis Rodman kicked a cameraman in the nuts. That's not what a player. And I, I, was, I was going to reference that, but Holy that's not a player. Shit. That is not a player. All right? And I, get, I get that. He headbutted a rep, too. No, yeah, no, fuck him. I'm not, that's not the argument though. But like Dennis never tried to like hurt other players. Like punching and kicking dudes in the nuts in a game is a lot different than Dennis Rodman playing patty cake on Alonzo Morning's ass or kicking a cameraman in the dick. Like that's a little bit different. Or playing Twister with Carl Malone. But like kicking and punching dudes in the dick, I got no respect for. And that's really not the argument. Again, we're talking about roles, right? But like what what I want to say is Draymond is important. Like, there's no question about that. But I believe that you could plug in, like, a Jay Crowder or a P.J. Tucker or a player like that who can play that three or four position or borderline five, and they'd be just as, as effective, if not better than Draymond defensively, and they can actually fucking shoot. But, like, especially with, like, their ability to, like, shoot that three, I, I think that they're better players than Draymond. But, like... The average fan will disagree, like you, because they legitimately think Draymond is that much better of a player than those two guys because all they know is what they've seen him do in a Warriors jersey. But I think if you plug him into any other situation, like put Draymond on the Thunder, he's going to fucking suck. Put Draymond on, you know, the Pistons, he's going to fucking suck. All yeah, he has to do we're talking about roles for their team. No, like... and I know. And I'm just making that point because there's a lot yeah. of people out there that believe he's a very good basketball player when really he's just a good system player. But you look at Dennis Rodman, he did his role better than anybody on every single team he went to, like the Pistons, championships, the Bulls, championships. The only time it didn't really work out was in San Antonio. But, like, playing with, with, with David Robinson – is a lot different than playing with Michael Jordan in Chicago. Like playing in the Spurs, it's similar to like going to grandma's house. You know, you can't go to grandma's house with green hair, tats, piercings, and like fist some dude's butthole on a box out and like get milk and cookies. Like you go to the Spurs, you got to be professional. You got to like show up to practice on time and you got to be like good in the community. And that's not Dennis. He's going to go out to gay bars and get fucking trashed you know he's going to go to vegas with carmen electra and david hasselhoff and get fucking trashed like he's not going to just go do his job and shut the fuck up and so like i don't know but watching draymond shoot a basketball like watching chuck knoblock throw a fucking air and hit keith olbermann's mom in the fucking face like it is brutal to watch 
Whereas Rodman, like, it wasn't brutal to watch him. Like, he would just go do his job to the best of his abilities, get you extra possessions, D up, get in the other person's head, and then they'd go win the game, and then he'd go party after. <laughs> and then Jack Haley's probably going to be the designated driver, drive him home, and then they'll get to practice the next day. You know? But, Craig, I <laughs> – looks like you have a lot to say. You, you go. Go ahead. Um, first of all, how dare you? Second, second of all, I just, I, I legitimately don't know, don't know where to start. Um, it's cause there's nowhere to start. I mean, there is plenty of places to start. I just don't know which one to start at. <laughs> how do you start off with this triple single that he got? Don't, don't fucking start with me with the, the triple. What, what is Draymond the best in the league at anything? No. Rodman was for many years. Draymond never was. I mean, okay, so you said, you know, you talked about the championships. Look at the team that he was on with the Pistons. Was was he the main reason or one of the main reasons why they won that championship? Absolutely, yeah. Not what? He's the best no. defender on the team. He's a defensive player of the year. I mean, and okay. he and he led the league in rebounds. So with the Bulls. Year. With the Bulls. With the Bulls, he led the league in rebounds. He's a key factor to why they won. Think okay. about this. Think of the matchups in the finals that the Bulls saw. Carl Malone, he's, he contained Carl Malone, didn't let him go off. Sean Kemp, he contained Sean Kemp. And if you look at his averages, not season averages, but if you look at his per 36 minutes average, he held Kemp to below his season averages. Like he contained those guys and he got them extra possessions and he didn't let those guys go off. Like that is a huge fucking reason why they won the finals. And then think about Eastern conference finals really quick. He had to guard Shaq, which is a YouTube video and very well known how he stopped Shaq, how they cruised past the Eastern conference finals against Shaq and the magic got the head of Alonzo morning, took Alonzo morning out of the fucking series. The only Eastern conference team that even had a chance that came very close to beating the Bulls is the Pacers, and that's because they had no go-to center or power forward. They had Dale Davis and Rick Smits. The key players on the Pacers are Reggie Miller, Jalen Rose, Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, in a way. It was, it was the guard. So the matchup that Dennis didn't have to guard, that was the team that actually had the best chance of even fucking beating the Bulls. Okay, so, so you're telling me, do go back and watch the Bulls. Do you think they switched screens? At all. No, the offenses were different. They ran like fucking okay, so Okay, so they never switched screens. So Dennis Rodman had to guard one guy. That was his responsibility the whole time. Well, not always. I mean, shit. Like, Dennis Rodman guarded barely, a lot of guards. Barely. A lot of times. Barely. He's, like, a great, he have, he's a great help side defender. Like, let's get He would have one guy that he would have to worry about, and that was, that was his lockdown guy. That was, at, that was the 90s, the though. The 90s had basically one guy that you had to worry about. Okay, so then that proves that's even better for my point then. Because Draymond, <laughs> winning defensive player of the year, when there's dudes out – I mean, there's seven-footers out here shooting threes, and he's got to chase guys all over the fucking court. So he won defensive player of the year doing that. One of the biggest reasons why the Warriors are the, the Warriors now is because of Draymond. If they, if they don't have Draymond, they are not even close to what they are now. Please. It's just, it's just facts. I mean, uh, it, okay, get, give Dennis Rodman the green light 
get a rebound, go down the court, initiate the offense. How do you think that fucking goes? Terribly. He didn't need to. Uh, yeah, because he barely had – I mean, he had very little responsibility. Again, roles. Okay. Roles. So we're talking – His role is not to set up the offense. The role – they didn't have anybody on the Bulls that really started their offense. They ran the fucking triangle. Like exactly. Had, I mean, he Steve, can sit back and watch Steve, Michael shoot fucking 40 Steve times Kerr a game. Craig Hodges running point guard on the Bulls. Yeah. So, so that just proves that he didn't have to do shit offensively. He had no offensive responsibilities at all. Which makes him even more valuable. He's that dominant in the NBA. He didn't even have to fucking score. Neither does Draymond. Draymond doesn't have to score at all. He's a, It's the same thing. But he's running the offense. He's making good passes. He's, he's also shooting like two for ten. That is hurtful to the and team. Draymond, and, and Dennis Rodman is the greatest fucking shooter of all time. I forgot. No, that you just Dennis didn't Rodman is back there hitting like step backs all fucking game. I, I bet you Dennis probably never hit fucking two jump shots in a game. That's not true. I have a video of it. He hit two yeah. threes. <laughs> I, have, I have a finals game where Draymond had 30 plus points. So there we go. We, we both got receipts for that one. Jesus Christ. Well, okay, getting back on track here. Yeah. Roles. No, I mean, if, you, if you're talking roles, Draymond's role is bigger on his team. It's I disagree. Just, it's he, he couldn't I mean, even play the fourth quarter last night. He couldn't even be in the game. That's we had to take him game. Out. That's a one-game no, it, It's been multiple games, man. He's a liability in a lot of different areas. Like, how about the finals against the Cavs? He's blamed for blowing the finals against the Cavs. Like, I think it's a little harsh to blame the whole finals on him for that. Like, I will admit. But, like, he took himself out of the series against LeBron when they're up 3-1, and he let his emotions get the best of him. And, and all of a sudden, boom, Cavs on three straight, they lose the fucking finals, and everybody's – How playing. how many games did that, that Jazz series go where Dennis is, like, going off to fucking Vegas and doing all that shit during the season? What Did that go seven? Was that the one that went seven? It's a six-game series, and he still performed. Okay, but – so you're telling me that his team with two guys – Carl Malone and John Stockton. They didn't have anybody else. Don't don't give me Byron Russell or fucking Greg Ostertag or whoever the fuck else they had. They Antoine had Carr. Antoine Jeff, Carr. Jeff Hornacek. <laughs> that they had two Hornacek guys. Hornacek was and, fucking and it took nice. them six games. Two guys. Hornacek was a good player. What are you talking? Brian Russell was a good player. <laughs> they were good players. Shit. Look, we're not comparing eras. That's not what we're doing here. No, we're, we're not. Roles. But we're comparing roles. So Dude, what the fuck zero... does Jeff Hornacek have to do with shit? I'm just telling you that the teams that they played against, that they should not have gone six against them. Why? If you it's put a, Draymond, if you best. put Draymond, okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Who's the best Draymond, duo in, in NBA history? Put Draymond on the Bulls, and then put Dennis Rodman on the Warriors, and give them the same roles that they have on their respective teams now, and put them on those other teams. Which team is better? Both players, both teams aren't as good, but I do think that the Warriors are better. I think that the Bulls would be much better. Oh, my fucking God. They got Jason Caffey that could do the same shit as Draymond Green. Dude, you – Tony Kukoc does the same shit any, as Draymond Green. You could find any 6'8 dickhead in the 90s to go do what Dennis Robin did. If they don't have to do anything on offense, you, you just can get, go down there. Well, well, wait, let me get this straight. You could – Find some six eight dickhead to go get eighteen mm-hmm. rebounds a game. 
Yeah. If you tell them they don't have to do shit on offense. Then how come more six, eight dickheads didn't do that? How come Horace Grant didn't do that shit? How come? Oakley because he actually had shit? responsibilities on the offensive end that he had to take care of. He had <laughs> to score. Out, man. He had yeah. to score. He, he was having his, his, team. his role, his role was different. His, shit. his role is different than Dennis Rodman's. It, it was. They're the same position, different role. Like you're right. So if you told, sport. if you told Horace Grant, Horace, all you have to do is play defense and rebound. You don't think he could do that? I don't think he get 18 a game, and I don't think he could defend guards if he had to. I don't think he could defend Carl Malone, as we've seen. I, like, there's a lot of dudes Horace Grant couldn't defend. He got shit on by Shaq. Like, Horace Grant got shit on by the elite centers. Dennis Rodman did not. I mean, it's Like, just, Luke it's Longley crazy. wasn't out there guarding Shaq. Luke Longley wasn't out there guarding Ewing. He wasn't guarding Zoe. That was Dennis that was Rodman. Rodman. Dennis Rodman was a, one, a one-way player. He didn't play any offense. He didn't have so to. He had much less of a role. He he would go tip it back out to Jordan and or Pippen, and they'd go score. He did the same thing on the on the Pistons, and he did it with two different teams. <laughs> he actually did it on every team he went to. So you're Draymond, telling me his offensive role was to tip it to the guys who actually have talent, and then let them go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. What a fucking what a life. But I'm not asking who'd win a three point shootout here, and I don't. I'm not even so confident Draymond would win that. I'm just saying, like, it's. About roles again, his roles go rebound. I'm I'm not saying shooting. I'm not saying shooting is the offensive stuff I'm talking about. I'm talking about running their system. Draymond has way more responsibility on the offensive end. Plus, he's guarding Draymond is like six four, maybe six five. He's not big. And he was he's guarding dudes that are way bigger than him all the time. Yeah, and he's getting torched a lot of times too. Not no, he's one. not. You're you're thinking about like the last three games. He there's no chance in hell that you're thinking about the last five years. Look, Draymond's, Draymond's been defender. the best defensive player in the league for the last five years. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I'm I'm not saying that he hasn't been a great defender. Like he's he's a good he is a good defender. Oh but, God, you better pray that he doesn't have a good game. This next game coming up in this finals, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not Ooh, boy, Look, I'm gonna fucking the fact that Draymond goes in podcasts and can't have a good game, but Rodman can go to fucking Vegas, get trashed, and like bang because like... he had nothing to do on the court other than run around and be a crackhead. That was and, all he had to do. And you don't think that's difficult to do against the elite and probably the greatest big man era of all time with Shaq, Elijah no, Warren, he... Ewing, Malone. Oh my goodness! No. You, no, that's not hard to do. At six foot six, that's not hard to do. No. All, all he had to do was say, "Okay, this guy's going to catch it. Let's see which 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 way is he going to go. Is he going to go hook shot right, hook shot left?" There's not dudes playing 15 feet from the basket. David Robinson was one. Hakeem Olajuwon was two. Who's the other centers that are playing? Face he, wasn't, up. he wasn't only guarding centers and power forwards. He would guard Jordan. He would guard Bird. He guarded some of the greatest players ever played the game. He defended Magic Johnson in the NBA Finals. Like Magic Johnson can't shoot. Jordan can't shoot. Larry Bird can't shoot. I bet you Jordan shit on him. I bet I would be willing to watch those games. Dude, Jordan averaged like 35 against the Pistons and all this. Jordan shit on everybody, but like Rodman contained a lot of dudes. Like Larry Bird said Dennis Rodman is the best defender he ever went up against. Him and Michael Cooper. Well, I mean, that's one matchup. Good. Good for him. <laughs> I mean, Good I'm job. Just, that's one example of many. Look, I could name 
20 better power forwards than Draymond Green. Easy. I can't name 20 better power forwards than Dennis Rodman. Again, that's a discussion for later. But, like, Dennis Rodman, easily the best player at his role maybe of all time. All time. At his role. He was was the best. Not even on his – <laughs> Not you're, gonna give me a fucking, you're gonna give me an aneurysm. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> die on this podcast. Look. <laughs> Look, Dennis Rodman was the best at what he did in the league for fucking five straight years, maybe seven, which was rebounding. And that that's that that's tough, man. I I don't know how else to like say that. And, and there's nobody that got under the skin of anybody better than Rodman. I mean, watch Alonzo Morning lose his mind. Watch these dudes lose their mind. Like, people don't really lose their mind with Draymond. Draymond loses his mind more than the opponent loses his mind. I just I, – I, like, my brain can't even function right now. Like, it's just – That's probably why you're picking Draymond then. No, because, because it's just, like, I just – I don't know. Dre, well, Dennis Rodman might be one of the most overrated players of all time. Holy shit. That's Holy, just, that's just what it is. You're telling me that one of the greatest rebounders, arguably ever, you know, obviously there's Chamberlain, there's Russell, can't compare eras, but like arguably he's probably the best rebounder of all time. If, and, you're, telling, if you're telling me that he's a top 15, like top, would you say top 15 power forward in your mind? Easy, easy top 15, yeah. And he's overrated. There's no chance that he's a top 15 power forward of all time. Okay, N- name me 15. Power forwards better. Actually, I mean, if I if I had if I had a list of power forwards in front of me, I bet you I could get to probably thirty before Dennis Rodman came even on my radar. Jesus Christ, you're you're incredible. You're you're taking this conver- you're taking this debate a little bit too much to heart. I feel like no, I'm just saying Dennis Rodman did a great job for his team. He did, he did. All time great? Fuck no, no. Oh my goodness, he's just not. He, like I said, if you, if you only have to do one thing, one thing. So Charles Barkley, great rebounder and scorer. Yeah, he's better great. than Rodman. Bar- Barkley Magic, than Magic Rodman. Johnson, great passer and could score and could rebound. Right. So like the, the all-time greats, you have to at least have a couple things that you do well. He, Rodman had a couple things he did well. Defense and rebounding is a couple different things. And instincts, hustle plays, second chance – possessions like those are those are things that maybe don't show up in the stat box that i feel are intangibles i think i i guess would be the word intangibles i don't there's not many players with better intangibles than him so again we're going back to the draymond thing you don't think that having the toughness of draymond on this warriors team is an intangible that they needed this whole time he's a fake tough guy and i'm gonna tell you how all right Listen, in the 80s and the 90s, you could lay a dude out and you would not get fined shit. Like you'd get fined maybe a dollar, right? And like probably not even get suspended. It would be like a, an average foul. And this isn't to say like this era is tougher. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Draymond, if he pulled the shit that he pulled in the 80s, 90s, he would get knocked the fuck out. And then he would never do that shit again because he knows that if he pulls the shit that he does today and somebody hits him, they're getting fined $2 million and they're not going to want to lose $2 million or they might be suspended for the season. Like Ron Artest was like, they will make an example of somebody that hits a dude, especially a dude like Draymond green on a big market, like the warriors. And he knows that nobody's going to fucking knock him out. 
So of course he's going to do all these antics, but if he tried to pull this shit on Xavier McDaniel or Charles Oakley or Anthony Mason in the nineties, they would lay him the fuck out. So there's three guys. So it's just like Draymond was talking about before in the eighties and nineties, everybody says it's like this tough era of like all these dudes running around like they're fucking carrying chains and shit. There was a couple guys, yeah, that would fuck you up if you did stupid stuff. But it wasn't everybody. Right. No, it wasn't everybody. I'm, so like, I'm not saying it was. So, like, him doing all the stuff that he does now, it's not like if you drop him in the 80s and 90s, he's, you know, fucking doing all this stuff with everybody else. I mean, did you watch Shaq and Charles Barkley fight? They fight like fucking sissies. They were right. slapping at each other. Like, yeah. and they're two of the biggest, baddest dudes of all time. So, like, I just... I think that the skill set of Draymond Green is so much greater than Dennis Rodman's. He has a better skill set. He does. That it's like, it's a disservice to say that Draymond is not, I don't want to say not important, but not crucial to what the Warriors do. Like he, I would say that out of this whole run, he has been the most important part, even more important than Steph. Because wow. he just does does everything that nobody else wants to do. Like, I mean, we both coached before. How many kids want to score 40 points a game? Everybody, right? Right. He doesn't give a fuck about scoring. And that's something about Rodman, too, that's great. Rodman didn't care about scoring. He didn't need to score. He had two great scorers on his team. Yeah. Like, that's – so I would say that Rodman for his team – did a good job. Draymond is so crucial to what the Warriors do. So just, you can't take him out. Take them both out of their teams really quick. Plug in, let's say, just whoever, right? Iguodala. Plug in Iguodala on the Warriors. Plug in, I don't know, we'll say – Trying to think of a power forward on the Bulls. Um, help me out here. Charles, Horace Hor- not not Horace Grant because he was Oakley then. Oakley or like Rick Mahorn or somebody like no, that. I'm talking somebody on the team like a Jason Caffey. All right, Jason Caffey's yeah. a good player. Do the Bulls win a championship still, and do the Warriors win a championship still? Because I think the Warriors still win a championship with just Iguodala instead of Draymond. I don't think the Bulls win a championship with Jason Caffey taking Dennis Rodman's spot. I 100% think the Bulls win. I think both teams still win a championship, but I definitely think the Bulls still do. I don't, I don't think they do because I think Carl Malone exposes Jason Caffey. I think Sean Kemp goes off on Jason Caffey. I, like in the Warriors, Iguodala can do all the same things that Draymond does, just maybe not as rough. But he can run the offense. He can pass. He can defend. Like maybe he can't kick dudes in the nuts and wrestle them and block them as well as Draymond does, but like he can do all the other shit just fine. But then, then again, we're, we're doing the, the, the era thing because no, it's not, it's not, that. it's not the era thing though. It's yeah, it's, but everybody can do that now. Everybody can, everybody okay. can do all well, this then stuff. Why is Draymond so fucking valuable if everybody else can do that? That was kind of my point with, with what I was saying that you can plug anybody in Draymond's spot and do all the same shit that he does. Because he does Dennis it better Rodman, than most of the other people. Okay, that's what Dennis Rodman did. He did shit a thousand times better than everybody else. Like, I don't think Draymond does it a thousand times better than Iguodala. I just don't. 
I mean, then I obviously you're just not watching enough Warriors basketball to know that because I mean it's just not true. Well, Draymond watches more from the, more than I do because he's on the fucking bench in the fourth quarters. Like I said, and then we're going back to this again. It's one game. It's like a three game sample size that you're taking. Where I can take a three game sample size of Dennis Rodman getting zero fucking points and four rebounds and be like, oh, look at this motherfucker. Like he can't do anything. Like it's just it's just it's just silly to me. Like Draymond is so important to what the Warriors do every game. And he you is. might sit out for a little bit, but you take you take Steph off the court and you have Clay, Draymond, all those guys. You take Michael Jordan off of that t- off that team, put him on the bench for a little while. They're fucking terrible. They can't right. they can't handle their shit. Yeah. Rodman still gets 18 rebounds though. Draymond And then what? And then what does he do with them? He fucking throws it to air. He he tries to score from in the paint where they give him the ball. Like he can't do anything else. Right, neither can Draymond. Draymond can at least initiate offense to get the ball up the court. Dennis Rodman gets a rebound, and he has to depend on everybody else for everything. When Draymond the, can do When the everything. Bulls miss fucking 80 shots, Rodman can go get you more possessions. They're just different players. I'm just saying Rodman was the best at what he did in his era, maybe of all time. Draymond's not any of those things. Like, he's important to his team, but Rodman's irreplaceable. Like, you cannot, like, replace Dennis Rodman with anybody and get the same value. In my opinion, I, you you just can't. I mean, it's just like and you another can, thing you that Rodman find... did. Here, here's another thing. Like here, here's actually a pretty good point. Michael Jordan is probably the most well-known superstar of all time, like mm-hmm. like worldwide. There was so much attention on Michael Jordan before Dennis Rodman got there. Everybody like he basically had to quit basketball. He was so fucking exhausted from people just hounding him all the attention. Rodman comes in and he damn near got more attention than Michael Jordan, whether it's negative or positive, just the crazy hair, the piercings. He took so much pressure and attention off of Michael Jordan during that last three-peat when Jordan was kind of aging a little bit. He took so much attention where all of a sudden all the crowd is booing Rodman, not Jordan. That's a big, important thing. Draymond can't do that shit, really. Like, he, he's not doing that shit. Like, Dennis Rodman was worldwide, like, borderline maybe more popular than Michael Jordan for a minute with like marrying himself Michael Jordan's team no and like no no not not just because of that that's a huge part of it that's a huge part of it but with the crazy hair the piercings and this is like I mean he was like marrying himself and shit can you imagine going in and defending a dude like you're you're literally on the news and you see this dude marrying himself in a fucking wedding dress and then you got to go guard that guy in six hours like that's a that's a big time like intimidation factor right there. But also to take all that pressure off Jordan, I think is irreplaceable. And that's I mean, that's something that doesn't show up in that stat box. So he was so popular because he was on Michael Jordan's team. Like Michael Jordan was the most popular person on the planet, probably during that time. Yeah, you're missing my point though. Dennis Rodman was popular outside of basketball reasons after that. He started to but you, what I'm popular. saying is you take him and put him on another team, he's not as popular. No, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so like he also didn't play in a big market before then. The Bulls are a big market. You put him in LA, he was he was huge in LA. He played in Detroit. No, I know Detroit was is not a big market. They're known from like for like GMC going out of business. Detroit, Detroit is a big market. Like Detroit has Detroit has three major sports teams. People for homeless people, it's it's a huge market. No, like Detroit has three major sports teams. There, it is a big market. Like they're major. they, they, They fucking suck. Yeah. Okay, so like, and, and so he goes to Chicago, 
where he's with the most popular athlete of all time and he starts doing goofy shit and then he becomes popular. He, he was doing that shit in San Antonio. He's getting, he's getting a demolition. Yeah, and demolition nobody there. gave a fuck after he left Chicago. That's, that, that's not totally true. I that's mean, 100% he, true. He, he washed I mean, out, like, he fizzled out pretty quick after that. But, like, people yeah. cared when he went to L.A. People cared when he went to Dallas. People cared, like, a couple years after he was trying to be in Hollywood and shit. And then after a while, they got tired of him, you know, because other people started doing the same shit. But, like, he changed the, he changed culture. He changed fashion, pop culture, and, like, honestly, kind of really helped out the lesbian gay community. So now, okay, that's so now we can kind of compare this. So now Draymond is doing the podcasting thing and he's kind of changing the culture where more and more athletes are doing their <laughs> you're, own shit. You're really going to fucking compare a podcast that Dude, he has one of the most popular podcasts in the country. And it's not like he has the most popular dude on his. He's not playing with LeBron. He's playing with Curry. Okay, but LeBron is way more popular than Curry is. Not right now. LeBron's at home watching the playoffs. Dude, like you, chucking up okay. air balls. So now, if you're saying that Curry is more popular than LeBron, now I know that you are just fucking no, trying to troll me. Curry's a very popular player. Yeah, I know that, but he's not as popular as LeBron. That's like saying that Gary Payton was more popular than fucking Michael Jordan back in the day. It, My, it, Gary Payton was popular, but he wasn't LeBron. Right. Or he wasn't Jordan. Right. But I mean, Cur- Curry's worldwide extremely popular and changed. The course of basketball now everyone it he's changed the game he's yeah he's so, probably he's number two behind lebron easy what i'm saying now is that draymond is getting his voice out there he's doing part he's a big part of the players tribune all that stuff so now all this stuff with the media which we were talking about before with the jj reddicks and the cj mccollums draymond was one of the first ones that was on tnt doing the analysis stuff and he's the one guy that everybody says is going to be on TV for the rest of his life. He's going to be like Barkley. He's going to be the next Barkley. Oh, That's just what it is. No, like he's no, going to be no. on TNT. He will slide into TNT and right after his career is over. Rodman didn't have social media back then to. to so be we're not comparing as, eras. So that no, we can't. No, do I, that. no, I know what I'm. What I'm saying is, give Rodman a platform. Give him social media. He could be having plenty of opportunities like Draymond. What I'm saying is, Rodman was way more popular than Draymond would, will ever be. And that was without social media. I mean, he was... Because he played on Michael Jordan's team. That's the only reason he was popular. He's fucking saved the world. He stopped that dude from launching rockets at our country, too. Like, yeah. Dude, let's, let's, let's look at the fucking <laughs> box office from that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fucking Mr. Popularity bringing in $10,000 on a fucking 40-weekend fucking double team with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Dude, great flick, by the way. Great yeah, flag. Fucking Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure it feels the exact same way. He damn near won Celebrity Apprentice, too. Um, anyways. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> credit <laughs> credit recognition. I I want to point this out really quick. Both are good. Both both are good players that deserve their credit. Agreed. Agreed. Like, Draymond's not trash. He is now, but, like, he's, he's not trash. But, like, <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing. Credit recognition – the Warriors get all the credit for rejuvenating careers like Andrew Bogut, Gary Payton II, Sean Livingston, I mean, Wiggins, Otto Porter. Like, they get a lot of credit for rejuvenating careers. Like, the, the Warriors made Bogut look like fucking Bill Walton. Livingston was done before Golden State. He almost lost his fucking leg. And then Wiggins, everyone was calling a bust. 
Um, and everybody said the Warriors saved those guys, but Draymond gets a lot of credit for his own success. And that's one thing that I don't like about this. Cause like you hear like how Draymond is so important in this warrior system, but like, is it the system since the Warriors have made all these guys into relevant basketball players again? So like, for me, like that's kind of another point I want to point out is that I think it's the warrior system that has made Draymond the actual player that he is. Like, I just don't think you can plug him in on another team. He does the same exact shit. Like, I, th- I feel like the war, like we, we give the Warriors credit for all these other careers, but not Draymond. Draymond gets his own credit. Like, would you agree with that statement? Do you think that's nope. no? Okay. Because, okay. So if you think about, if you think back about it, then this is why, and I'm going to give you the perfect rebuttal right here. The Warriors did not become the Warriors until Steve Kerr switched out Draymond Green with David Lee in the starting lineup. That was when the Warriors became the Warriors. That you can pinpoint it to that exact fucking moment. That that is when it happened. Because Mark Jackson had pretty much the same dudes. And they were getting to the second round, and it was out. Second round, out. They were getting beat by the Clippers. They were getting beat fucking first round. Same dudes. You take Draymond, you put him into a bigger role, you give him the role he has now, and it explodes. And it turns into this entire thing that the system is built around so the system incorporated Steph coming off of screens Draymond screens the system is built off of Steph not having to dribble 40 times because he'll get the ball to Draymond who can start the offense the system is built around Clay coming off screens where Draymond can get him the ball in the spots that he needs it like it's like the the whole thing is built around Draymond if you don't have Draymond from the beginning it doesn't build to the spot that it's at now. I can give like you it, that. It was, it was way down because David Lee just can't – David Lee is a perfect example. Couldn't do the stuff that Draymond could do. He's a great player, 20 points a game, 10 boards every game. Draymond Lee – or Draymond Lee. <laughs> David Lee would give you. Can't yeah. play fucking defense and doesn't do the, the little things very well. No, Put, I'll, I'll give you that. You're not getting the offensive production but you're getting better passes. You're getting the hockey assists. You're getting the things where he's leaking. He's getting the ball, looking up automatically, outlet pass, on the dime, bang, layup. Like, it's just all those little things that he did so much better than the guys before him that turned the Warriors from, yeah, this team is pretty good. Like, they got a cute guy that shoots threes, and they got another cute guy that shoots threes into, like, holy fuck, this team is the greatest thing we've ever seen, and we need to fucking, like – shit our pants every time we play him. Yeah. And that could be the same. So you could say the same thing for Rodman coming to the Bulls for the second three-peat. Like, they were a completely different team than they were the first three-peat. Right. Like, they had different, they had different things that they needed to accomplish with that. They still ran the triangle, but it was in such a different way because they had different guys. Like, they didn't have a Horace Grant. They didn't have that dude that could, you know, be the little elbow guy and do all that shit. So Dennis Rodman did have to do the dirty work and he did a good job of doing the dirty work. Yeah. But like it, like from like the bulls were the bulls. They were the bulls when Rodman was there and they were the bulls when he wasn't there. The warriors were not the warriors until Draymond got inserted, inserted into the starting lineup and then they took off. Yeah. No. And I think we're in agreement on that. I, I can get with that. Um, 
Is Draymond a Hall of Famer? I think yes, because everybody gets into the basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, like, I, mean, I mean, there's dudes, there's dudes in that. Like, if you look at the basketball Hall of Fame, it is full of dudes that, like, just shouldn't be in there. But I mean, for a guy that's got multiple defensive first teams and a defensive player of the year and three championships right now, I mean, yeah. No, and I, I, I think he is too. I, I think he's kind of like the Casey Jones of this era. Like, obviously, they're different positions, but Casey Jones wasn't statistically anything special. But like you said, he's kind of important for the system of those Celtics teams. And like, if you if you were doing it like baseball Hall of Fame style, he would not even be close. Right. Yeah. So like, like, as I mean, of 40 people getting into the fucking basketball Hall of Fame every year. Okay. Um, obviously, Dennis Rodman's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Rodman gets in the Hall of Fame only because he played at the Bulls, or do you think he gets in the Hall of Fame because he's the best at what he did? I think he gets in the Hall of Fame because, like I said, I think everybody gets in the Hall of Fame. I mean, if you so if you get the Defensive Player of the Year and you got the first team defenses like multiple times, then I think you deserve to be in this Hall of Fame. Like okay. it's the same thing with Draymond. Like I just I, if it's like the Baseball Hall of Fame, I don't think Dennis Rodman gets into the Hall of Fame. Oh, I think he does just from his rebounding titles alone. Just from like I just I just don't see him as like there's so many other guys that probably would have gotten in before him that I don't think he would have gotten in. I I think that's like if it was like a lower if it was like a lower quota of guys that get in every year, like if they don't like I mean, I know they kind of cap it, but like they don't they don't really cap it at like you know, four or five, like the baseball or like they have to vote on it and like barely anybody ever gets into the baseball hall of fame. But like, I just think that there's so many other guys that are statistically better than him that played before him that would have gotten backlogged that I don't think he would have gotten in. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I think I do, I see what you're saying, but I I think I do disagree. I think Rodman would get in regardless just from, being the best at a certain category like ever i mean you can argue russell and chamberlain but i mean rodman's right there and i don't think that rodman just gets in because everybody gets in like rodman wasn't just everybody rodman's probably one of the most unique players we've ever seen in the in the in the way that he wasn't as skilled as most guys like he's not as skilled as draymond but he's just so fucking magnificent at like one or two things that you just can't possibly leave them out. And that's where I think there's a little bit of a, a difference there, in my opinion. Um, I want to compare them at age 31 really quick. I want to compare these dudes at age 31. Um, and again, that's not comparing errors, but I do think it's kind of interesting. I mean, we're talking about Draymond possibly being washed now the league soon, or at least not as big of a role in the next three, four or five years, maybe. But, uh, He's the, the thing with Rodman is Rodman at age 31 was on the Pistons, believe it or not, leading the league in rebounds, coming off a championship and an all-star appearance. For the next five years, he led the league in rebounds. I just can't see Draymond playing a big role in the next four or five years. I mean, longevity to me is kind of a big thing. Like Rodman's longevity, he played till he's 38. And obviously his last couple of years are pretty trash, but that's got to be said for something, right? Like, I, I feel like the, the longevity of Dennis Rodman's is going to be greater than Draymond Green playing his role to the best of his abilities. 
Uh, so, I mean, with the, with the comparison of the 30, you know, being 31, I feel like this year in particular has just been, has not been Draymond's best, but I feel like he still is playing the same role that he did, just not at as high of a clip because I don't think he really, I don't want to say that he is saving himself for the, for the finals, but, or the playoffs, but a lot of times during the regular season, I mean, he, so when Curry was hurt and when Clay was hurt, he played that whole season by himself and, you know, they were fucking terrible and he had a lot of young guys on that team. And, you know, he, that's kind of where he helped out like the Jordan pool. And I mean, they had Eric Pascal who was like, you know, averaging like 15 and eight that year. So like it was, he had a lot on his plate in the years where play was out, Steph kept getting hurt, all that kind of shit. So I just think that that's another thing that, you know, that we have to take into consideration is that the role that he plays demands so much more of him on both ends that he's, I think he's going to burn out a little bit faster than Rodman did just because it has to be all the time, no matter what he has to be, go, 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 let's, like, push the ball, let's get into our offense and then come back, and then he has to be the captain of the defense and get everybody in the right positions and do all that shit. So I just think that he's he's wearing down a little bit, yeah, but I think that he maybe took his foot off the gas a little bit this year to get ready. And, I mean, that's not right, but I just feel like that's kind of what his his mindset was this year as opposed to years before. Yeah, it's I, and I see that too. It's just fascinating to me, and it's just really hard to think about. Like if you if you were to put them in the same time frame right now, because it's it seems like Rodman's career in a way was just getting started at age thirty one because he yeah. just came off that title run, and then he just kept leading the league in rebounds. And he won three more titles, and it's just as far as legacies go, I just. I feel like Rodman's going to end up with the better legacy. And a lot of people will say it's from playing with Jordan, which a lot of it is because he was on his team. But it's I'm, I'm wondering if Draymond does fizzle out, if we're going to be looking at this conversation a lot differently in 10 years where we are saying, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Dennis Rodman is better in his role. Because I feel like, look at Vince Carter. When guys do fizzle out and they play a little bit too long, all of a sudden that conversation does kind of go south. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to happen to Draymond or if we're caught up in the moment of where he's at, which is in the finals right now. So, so, so what if what if they win this year and then they win one more with Draymond? So he has at the end, he has five championships with the Warriors. As a key piece, what 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 would be the what would be your thoughts then? My thoughts are going to be the same on who's probably the better player as far as legacy. It, I mean, I think it'll be the same conversation that we're having now. Like, I think there's just gonna be a lot of debate since Draymond's skill set is better. There's no question, but my argument is still going to remain the same that Dennis Rodman was just the best maybe ever at what he did where Draymond never was that. And they were both very important to their roles, but I just think you take somebody out of the rotation that's the best ever at what they do compared to Draymond. I do feel like there are guys that you can put in Draymond's spot at the end of the day that could do 
maybe just as good of a job, if not better or close to. Um, whereas Rodman, I just feel is irreplaceable. irreplaceable. That's just, that's, that's going to be my stance, but that conversation will be interesting to see what the next couple of years bring for Draymond um, as far as the fizzling out thing and legacy thing. But um, I have a more of a fun question just to get this a little bit more lighthearted, but who would you rather party with Dennis or Draymond? Oh, I mean, Dennis. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, and as much shit as Draymond gets for like being, you know, it's like you said at the beginning, like, you know, quote unquote, bad boy. Like he never, he's never gotten in trouble. Right. The biggest thing he does is like just kick dudes. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, that's like, it's, it's just so weird that he has like this reputation as like this distraction. I mean, the biggest distraction, the only distraction is that he just talks. He just talks a lot. Yeah. Never shuts up. And And, so. And I think, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just, it's, it's part of it is the coverage, but part of it is also like, I just, I just don't think a lot of people like Draymond very much. And I think that they don't really think that he deserves to be, to act the way that he acts. And so they're kind of like, well, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then they're like, well, this guy fucking da 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 Whereas like Rodman was like the, the kind of like coming off of like, you know, the drug addled eighties into the nineties, like kind of like, last of a dying breed kind of guy like where it's like but also meshing into like that point where david stern is trying to get the nba to be more personality driven and like you know focus on superstars and kind of get these guys out there not as like (laughs) you know not like this guy's on a crack binge for the past 45 years and like he's you know dropping 20 in the aba like but like Hey, this guy is a global phenomenon. Michael Jordan is selling sneakers in China, and you've got fucking Scottie Pippen and like Charles Barkley going, and like I'm not a role model, and Carl Malone marrying 13 year olds. Like it's just like everybody's got their own kind of thing that they're doing. Like, you know, and I think it was like a weird, like everybody kind of, he was a pariah, but then people started to like feel bad for him in a way. And so they like were rooting for him to kind of like, not die i guess <laughs> like not, like because so many guys had like they've just lost so many people and they're like everybody's like anytime you heard news about dennis rodman like you're kind of like <laughs> like uh-oh and then it's like and he was in a wedding dress everybody's like oh my god thank god like, <laughs> you know, like he's not dead like <laughs> yeah like, i mean that's just it's still this the way like anytime i hear news about dennis rodman i'm like oh like there it is like he's gonna be in a fucking hotel room with a belt around his neck like trying to jack off to like ninja porn or something so we're like tied to a rocket just (laughs) turning on him you know yeah like it's just like he was in like that perfect like kind of sweet spot for him to and then he ended on the perfect team like he ended up being on that bulls team and it was just like a fucking like it was just launch like he was just straight into the stratosphere of like personality celebrity all that shit so i just think that yeah i mean draymond i don't i think he can party but definitely not like rodman could party 
Yeah. And I mean, I feel like Draymond would just be kind of the loud, obnoxious drunk, probably the guy that drinks Steel Reserves and McCormick's and be like the loudest guy in the room, takes beer pong like too serious or, you know, pop the shirt, bang your chick, challenging fat dudes arm wrestling matches, shit like that, you know, like, whereas Dennis would kind of be the guy where, you know, you go party in Vegas and all of a sudden you wake up with a really bad hangover and Jordan and Pippen are saving you and taking you I think I think that I think that Dennis would definitely be the guy that like you go to a party with him and you have a good time for like two hours and then you end up in like like fucking just like surrounded by dudes trying to sell you heroin and like (laughs) you're like okay like yeah I was going out to the bar for a couple drinks and now we are in the triad like this is getting a little weird yeah you definitely get into some weird shit I mean you'd probably end up at a gay bar doing karaoke and like some drag shows and yeah Yeah. I mean it it would definitely get weird whereas Draymond is probably like punching a fucking hole in the wall of your pantry because you're all out of hot Cheetos so I mean I, I just feel like Dennis would definitely be more fun. And I'm going to end this with one last little game I want to play because we, uh, I know that you said that, you know, Draymond was better than Dennis. If you had to rank Draymond, where do you rank him amongst power forwards? Like top 30, top 20, top 10? Where where do you rank him? Because a lot of people think Draymond's top 10. That's crazy. There's no shot. Right. I would I would put him in the top 25. Top 25. All right. Where's the bottom of the top 25? Okay. Uh, yeah. Nah. Uh, so okay, so going off of this, if if they win this year, I would put him top 20. Let's say they win this year. Um is he better top than Carl Malone? No. Duncan. No. Barkley. Dirt. No. Giannis. No. Bob Pettit. No. Elvin Hayes. No. Bob McAdoo. No. McHale. Mm. Kevin McHale? No. No? Okay. Close, though. Oof. So that's 10. Dolph Shays. Now we're getting closer. This. So this is kind of where it <laughs> no, but now we're getting closer. Okay, still no getting closer. Chris Weber? Yes. Oof, I, I don't know about that one. I, I, I don't – so, like, if you want to go by hardware and legacy, yeah. If you want to go by the eye test, there's no fucking way. But, I mean, a lot of these guys are going by hardware and legacy, though. Like, you know, I mean – Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm not really. I like, mean, Mikhail, so take Mikhail. Mikhail was a good player. If he didn't win any championships, like, would you still think of him the same exact way that you think of him now? I think he'd get the same recognition. I think he was that good in the post. I mean, he. I just think that he would be he would be lower down than what we think of him now. Like, if he didn't have any championships and he didn't play on, like, if he was like in on a team that was like, you know, second round and out every year, like everybody'd be like, "Damn, that guy had skill, but couldn't really get his team to a spot." Like Chris Weber had. A, great amount of skill like he was you know big fast could do the stuff that we were talking about with Draymond teams never want shit 
Yeah, I still, even with the hardware though, I, I still don't have the heart to put him over Chris Weber just from what I've seen. I mean, it's clo- Chris it's Weber close. choked. Don't get me wrong, Chris Weber choked in big moments multiple times. Yeah, but like, I just he's not a better player. He, he's just not. I think Draymond just had better teams, in my opinion. What about Connie Hawkins? Yeah. Oh shit, I can't do that either. Yeah. No way. Connie yeah. Hawkins. Oh my god. No yeah. way. He was. You do realize he's the MVP of the league, right? Yeah, but I mean, so like, he's the best in the league at one point. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna put Draymond Green over him. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I don't think you can put anybody with an MVP over Draymond. Uh, Draymond Green over anybody with an MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Sean Kemp. Yes. Oh, Jesus, George McGinnis, not Jeff George. <laughs> If you say Jeff, then I would say no. But yeah, again, he's an MVP of the league, man. Adrian Dantley. So I would rank Dantley above all those. I would put Dantley above the other guys. Yeah, this is in no particular order. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, I would I would say Dantley's better than him. Bobby Jones from the Sixers. Draymond's better. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Now my head's gonna explode. Chris (laughs) Bosh. Mm. That's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because he was, I mean, you look at him on the Raptors, going nowhere fast, and then he gets paired up with LeBron and D Wade, and he played his role perfectly. Yeah. Uh, as a player, as like just a player, I would take Bosch over Draymond. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, that was before hockey fans turned into basketball fans when Bosch played there. So I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't say he was going nowhere. I just feel like he was he was nowhere. But well, that uh, team that team was terrible. Like that team never did shit. They were like a first round out every year that he was there. Yeah, they had like fucking Alvin Williams running the shit over there. Yeah, but uh, awful. So Bosch was getting like twenty six and fifteen every game, but they were still fucking terrible. Yeah, so I I definitely have Bosch over him. What about Lambeer? Bill Lambeer. Fuck no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The nope. Nope. I'll put Draymond over Lambeer. I'll give you yeah. that. Uh Jerry Lucas. <laughs> no. Not better than Jerry Lucas. He's no, he is better than Jerry Lucas. Um, oh fuck no. Yeah. Oh God. Cedric Maxwell. Oh my God. That, I, th- I, I feel like that's actually very close. I feel like that's probably the most relatable match that there is. But I so, feel like they're like basically the same player. I think that Draymond is better than Cedric Maxwell. Cedric Maxwell is a finals MVP, though. They see, I knew you were going to say that. And that's cool. All right. But think about it. He's on a team with the greatest front, front line of all time, with Bird, McHale, Parrish, and Walden. And he still is effective. Like Probably because everybody was – Focused on Bird, McHale, and and not everyone's focused on Clay, Curry, and Durant, and all the other fucking superstars. Yeah, but that's that's not the way that they play. I I don't know who to pick in that. Yeah. I, I feel like that's neck and neck, honestly. If you want to go by hardware, it's Draymond, but like that one's fucking close to me. Antoine Jameson. Draymond's better than Antoine Jameson. Sharif Abdurrahim. Draymond's better than him too. <laughs> God, just anti-Muslim over there. Uh, Anthony Mason. <laughs> Fucking please don't. He's not better than Anthony no, Mason. I'll, 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 give you, like that. 
I'll give you Reef. I'm not going to give you Anthony Mason. Like, don't, Jesus. don't disrespect Draymond like that. Anthony Mason would whoop his ass. Uh, disrespectful shit. Okay, so let's – who oh, – I should have been asking you about Rodman this whole fucking time. Because <laughs> who would you – so you're saying that I'll, Rodman – I'll get there. I'll huh? get there. I'll get there. Let me finish. I got, like, a few more names I want to go through. Okay. Horace Grant. Close, but – I just like Horace Grant's game so much. I know. I would take Horace Grant over Draymond. Okay. I love Horace Grant's game. Horace Grant was one of the, my first favorite players. Interesting one. Robert Ory. Oh, my God. I take Draymond every day over Robert Ory. Robert Ory has big moments, but if you look at, like, his actual, like, statistical lines <laughs> like the even the games where he hits like the big shots it's fucking like what what the hell like that game that he hit the three against the kings on the <laughs> he was like one for nine that game <laughs> and that's all that everybody remembers is like big shot bob stepping up i'll say though you get draymond in the hall i think ori's got to get in the hall like draymond's oh, a better 100%. player like draymond's a better that's, player but like that's ori what I'm saying, though like with the basketball hall of fame like if you have a pulse and you can put together, you know, a couple good seasons in a row, you're going to get into the basketball hall of fame. Yeah. Derek like Coleman. A, it's a bullshit hall of fame. Derek Coleman. Damn. Syracuse stand up. Um, Cause Coleman was fucking nice. Coleman was nice. Coleman, Coleman had, Coleman was ahead of his time. If Cole, you drop Coleman in today, he's one of those dudes. You could drop him in today and he'd be the same exact guy. Yeah. Coleman was better than Draymond. Okay, Antonio McDice. Oof. Ah. The, the, this top 20 thing isn't as easy as people think. Like, oh, Draymond's top 20. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's not that easy. I would take Draymond over McDice. Prime McDice. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, that's tough for me, too. Uh, Tom Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because he's white. That's all it is. <laughs> Uh, I would take Draymond over Chambers. Oh, fuck. I don't know. That one's – I mean, Chambers, four-time All-Star, All-Star game MVP and a DUI. I, I might take Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn Big Dog Robinson. See, this is where I knew I knew it was going to start getting down to this and, like, Ben Baker <laughs> and, like, guys like that. There's no chance. You could just stop it now. If these are the next guys you're coming up with, I'd yeah. Draymond's better than all these guys. I got just three more. Antoine Walker. Draymond. Okay. Anthony Davis. I fucking hate Anthony Davis. I do too. It's I fucking hate him. Just very, he's, but he's better than Draymond. Yeah. I'd take I, I just my my last one, and this one's way fucking closer than you think, so don't laugh at me, but Boris DL. You're <laughs> saying, so, dude, if Boris Diaz was on the Warriors right now instead of Draymond, they'd win. You're talking about prime Boris Diaz? Yeah, I mean, not Diaw now eating fucking gelato over in France on a yacht. Like, I'm yeah, fucking. I mean, that was Diaw. that was prime boys. Yeah, I think he does do that <laughs> all the time. Uh, I think Draymond's better. Draymond's better than Diaw, but Diaw, Diaw was like it's Batter. the same thing though. I mean, Kerr comes from that Popovich style where they're it's like the same kind of system that they run. So like, so that's the perfect example. Dial gets put into that system, and then you got Ginobili, you got Parker, you got Duncan, and then it's like 
that all the attention is off of them and you can kind of have like that motion free flowing, you know, everybody gets the ball in the right spots. Everybody gets it where they need to. And that's kind of like what Draymond does now, but yeah. just at a higher, a higher clip. And he plays way better defense than Diao does. Hey, Diao defended Braun pretty fucking good. And he was I mean, only JJ Perea defended LeBron one time. Like, you know, <laughs> holy shit. Anyways, where I stand on that, and wait, and actually, yeah, actually, I, f- I forgot a few more. Rasheed Wallace, not better than Rasheed Wallace. Um, who else? Kevin Garnett, not better than Kevin Garnett. Terry Cummings. I mean, th- there's definitely a lot of dudes out there, man, that he simply is just not better than. Um, so we just went through a lot of players, and he said a lot of players are better than Draymond, so Draymond is not a top 20 power forward, everybody. Um, to me, Rodman is for sure top 15, though. Like, oh, I would love to hear you go through this list and tell me who Rodman is better than. <laughs> All right, let's do it. He, he's not better than Malone, not better than Duncan, not better than Barkley, not better than Dirk, not better than Bob Pettit, not better than Giannis, not better than Elvin Hayes, not better than McAdoo, not better than McHale. But I do put him over Dolce's. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I uh, I do put him over Weber. I put him over Connie Hawkins. I put him over Sean Kemp. I put him over. I would say probably George McGinnis. Maybe not talent wise, but effectiveness wise. Um, I got him over Adrian Dantley. I got him over Bobby Jones. I do have him over Chris Bosch. I think he could defend Chris Bosch just fine. Uh, he's better than Lambeer. Better than Jerry Lucas. Better than Cedric Maxwell. Better than Jameson. Better than Reef. Better than Anthony Mason. I think he's better than Horace Grant. He's definitely better than Ori. Coleman's tough for me because I know how good prime Coleman was, but he's better than Coleman. Better than McDice. Better than Chambers. Better than all those guys. Like, he's better than those guys. So, you, you just – did the thing that you were getting on my ass about, which is you picked him over dudes that got MVPs. So you're dude, you no. did the same fucking thing to me. Okay. Here, here's a difference on it. Here's a mm. difference. Okay. So with Connie Hawkins and George McGinnis, mm-hmm. they were, yes, they were the MVP of the league, but they did it in such a small window. Like it was a small window, but Dennis was the best at a certain category. That does take him in a different tier than Draymond Green. Whereas J- Draymond Green's like okay at some at a lot of different things. Rodman was the best at one fucking thing. And look, I could give you this. I could say Connie Hawkins is better than Rodman. I might give you that. And I might give you the George McGinnis one. I might give you that. I think that's you're very telling me fun. you're telling me that Draymond is a, or that Dennis Rodman's better than Anthony Davis. I forgot. Don't, I forgot about Anthony Davis. Don't, don't. No, I'm. I'm thinking. I forgot about Anthony Davis because he's at the mm-hmm. bottom of the list. That would be an interesting matchup. Like, <laughs> I no, I'm. I'm. Let me talk. I, it's an interesting matchup because Dennis could defend a lot of people, but here's a, It's hard with Anthony Davis because he's always fucking hurt. But when he's healthy, yeah. Like, I think he's better than Rodman, but he's never fucking healthy and. Rodman. And also, Rodman accepted his role. Anthony Davis doesn't accept his role. And the Lakers don't want to play center. He's like, fuck you, I'm playing power forward. Rodman would see 
a player like Anthony Davis and think that he was still fucking high off of whatever shit that he <laughs> shot into his arm. He would think that he was hallucinating if a dude like Anthony Davis was in front of him. He's seen Kevin Garnett, which I left off this fucking list. He's seen Kevin Garnett. What are you talking Anthony, about? Anthony Davis would fucking cook Dennis Rodman. Did Kevin Garnett cook Dennis Rodman? No. Okay, so... Kevin Garnett's is, better than Anthony Davis. This is, this is really going to make you mad? And I don't even know if I should drop this, this bomb into this the end of this. You motherfucker. Kevin Garnett's overrated. Oh, my fucking God. Who would you rather have, Dirk or Kevin Garnett? It would just depend. If I want... If you just had to pick, if you if you're taking... I'll say Kevin or... Garnett then. I'll, I'll say Garnett. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm a defensive guy. Dirk didn't play defense. Kevin Garnett played fucking point guard in the playoffs at, at one point. He was Kevin, one of the most versatile Garnett, of all time. Kevin Garnett got more off of one championship than any fucking player in the history of the world. Did. That's because he changed the culture. The Celtics were dead last the year before. Yes, they got Ray Allen with it, but he changed the fucking culture. But on top of that, he made Minnesota not be not move to fucking Seattle, pretty much. Like Minnesota would be the next Charlotte Bobcats if it wasn't for Kevin Garnett. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he's overrated. You. He ain't overrated, man. Like, I, I test, I test my guy. Defensive player of the year, MVP. He's, he's got all you need. He's got all the accolades you need. He's, he's got them. Dirk, Dirk doesn't have all of them. Dirk, Dirk's awesome. It's close. Dirk's a multiple time MVP. Yeah. How many defensive player of the years? How many all defense teams? Like, he was a one sided player. He was, a, he's amazing. And he has a finals player. MVP. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Garnett. He, he beat probably one of the best teams of all time by himself. I wouldn't say by himself. Oh, d- don't. He 100% basically Jason, beat him by himself. Jason Kidd played phenomenal defense. Holy shit. <laughs> Sagana Job? You are fucking with me now. <laughs> no, I'll give you. Uh, I, I, honestly, it's a tie, man. I just think they're so different. Like, I can't pick one or the other. Like, it would honestly depend who the other four people are on the roster. I think it's that close. To me, I mean, Dirk's defense is terrible, but Dirk is the best power forward of all time to me. What the fuck? Get out of here. You can't. No. Yeah. He's the best offensive one, but like, no. I mean, who, would you, who would you say was the best power forward of all time? Man? Tim Duncan, easy. Him or Carl Malone? Huh? Over Barkley? I think so. I mean, I'd put Barkley probably at number three. So if you so I would I mine would go Dirk Barkley Duncan. Jesus Christ. No, I'd go Duncan. Then I would go Malone. Then I'd go Barkley. And then I'd probably go Kevin Garnett, maybe. Could maybe even dabble with Rodman. <laughs> No, because Barkley, I mean, you think about Barkley, he was on the greatest team of all time. And he was the best player on that team. He, I mean, he was the leading scorer. But the dream the team? Yeah. Yeah, it's because Magic had AIDS, Bird had a bad back, and Jordan was fucking up all night playing golf and cards and like hammering. You don't think that Barkley was up all night doing stupid shit too? 
<laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, I don't. Oh feel my like, god, dude! No, Barkley just, probably never came to the fucking hotel the whole time. That's like there. asking six sleepwalkers to go like get the cookies, and one of them gets it. And you're like, oh fuck, he's the best sleepwalker. Like, it's it's exactly what the fuck was happening on the dream team. Nobody even knew where they were. Just saying, Barkley. Barkley was that motherfucker on that dream team, and that that was a team with Michael and Larry and fucking. Clyde Drexler, like you could go down the list of all the greats on that team, and Barkley was the leading scorer on that. That's team. also a very different game when you're playing overseas and playing Angola compared to fucking, you know, another power forward. I mean, Barkley so. won an MVP. Barkley, they the Suns should have beat the Bulls that year. Hey, Barkley's phenomenal. I love Barkley. I'm not hating on Barkley, and that's definitely close. I just to not win, I think. That does at some point when it's that close, you do have to look at the accolades when it's that close. Dirk, Dirk, the reason I picked Dirk is because Dirk changed everything. I mean, like power forwards before then were power forwards. Like you look at Malone, you look at Duncan, like those guys are pretty much the same kind of player. Like I feel like they all changed the game though. I feel like they all changed it. But game. Dirk changed it to where big dudes, like if you didn't have a big dude that could stretch it out and shoot threes, then you didn't really, he couldn't really be as good as you needed him to be. I will say like, he ruined he, a lot of franchises because people are like, fuck, we need the next Dirk. Let's go get Nikolaus Skidishvili. And well, and that's the same by. thing with Steph too. A lot of people are like, we need a guy. And then a bunch of dudes are jacking up 40 footers just because they watch Steph do it. And they're like, oh. Well, he's not good at this. Like, there's one dude that can do it. And that, that, I mean, that's changing it is when GMs are like, oh, we need this guy. We want this guy. This is the dude that we have to like start adjusting for. Yeah. That's my thinking with that. I feel you on that. Definitely close. I think you can basically, to me, Dirk's out of the top three, though. I just can't put him top three because a lot of it, too, I think. Put him top five? Yeah. I think he's top five. I, I, I would put him top five, but what I was going to say is I also see him more of like a three, too, because he played so much three. So it's like I don't even really see him as like a true power forward. Like when I think power forward, I think like – I mean, he, he was defending Duncan and all those guys. Like He wasn't he was, defending anybody. That, that's that's my problem with him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my that's – my, if he was a great defender, he probably would be my best of all time. He just wasn't a good defender, so I can't do that. That's why I got Duncan there because he's a great defender. That's why I got KG a little bit over him, I think, just because he's a much better defender. Talk about fake tough guys. Kevin Garnett is at the top of the fucking list. Oh, my gosh, just because he's skinny. Come on. He would just – he'd pick on little dudes all the fucking time. He never picked on anybody that was actually, like, going to beat his ass. That's that's not true. That is very true. Well, Draymond learned from him then. But anyways – you got something you want to say before we get out of here? Um, yeah, to everybody. Yeah. This is fun because me and Zach really don't ever really get like this with each other. A lot of times <laughs> we agree with everything that each other say because we have we do have very similar tastes and styles and what we like. So it's actually kind of fun to be able to argue and go back and forth a little bit every once in a while. Cause I feel like a lot of the podcast is going to be us agreeing with each other and laughing. So yeah. this is a little curveball curveball for everybody. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it was fun. And the fact that we can remain friends after all this Draymond and Dennis slander and KG slander is, is good shit. So 
Hopefully Dirk Slander. Any- Don't forget Dirk Slander. <laughs> There's no slander. He's great. He just can't fucking guard anybody. He can't stand in front of a shadow. Saying that because he's white? Yeah, but I'm also saying that just because he can't defend. So. Damn. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you could be so kind, maybe give us a five-star review. Leave a comment. That would help us out or just share our show. Uh, the more eyes on it, the better. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, we appreciate all of you listening. 60 minutes of hell went a little bit over 60 minutes today. Uh, we'll keep it at 60 minutes for the most part. But thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you later. Peace out. <laughs>